Some people think they're God. N-I-L. You're going to see more transfers, more mistakes made in recruiting. Big Chris Drew. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. Chris Drew, daddy. Let them decommit 100 times. Texas A&M bought their players. We bought every player on this group. When people show you who they are, believe me. All the NIL did yep. was made it legal yep. for a student athlete to get paid. Because they, this has been going on for for the longest time. And then the really big school came in and built a damn house around the microwave and refrigerator. They did. A big ball car. Yep. So now all of a sudden, Coach Saban, Texas A&M, every guy they got. So you mean to tell me the man that signed more five, four, and five-star recruits than everybody went there because they love Alabama. It's chem time, baby. Just kidding. It's corner time. I'm Chris, and that's my co-host, Zeke. It's the corner. What's today's date? I mean, we're recording on a Wednesday. It's coming out on a Thursday. It is Rutgers week. We're playing another one of those red teams with a somewhat somewhat decent defense, but it's in a an away game. Of course, it's another away game. We're kind of winding down all the home games, but uh, I've rambled enough for an intro, all thirty seconds of the intro, without asking my co-host, "How are you doing on this fine day, good sir?" Dude, doing good, man. Enjoying uh, this cold weather? Not really. Um, doing good. Bro, I woke up and it snowed, and I feel like I had been cheated on, bro. Like that's how that's how much my heart hurt, bro. <laughs> I was like, I was like, damn. Last night we were trying to give candy away, so the stuff was like starts at six. Mm-hmm. There was not a kid in my neighborhood by six forty-five. It was snow so hard. Yeah, it was. I'm glad I didn't have to pass out candy, bro. I passed out candy over the weekend, and it was like a little. It was like a little brisk, but like I had like you know, no nice little hoodie on. And I had a hat on. I always have a hat on, even indoors. But was uh, was feeling good. But you know, it was uh, Zach was talking to me about trigger treating last night, and he was like, "Bro, it was so cold, and my son wanted to go again and again and again." And I'm like, "Well, I, I, I'm a bitch when it comes to the cold, Zeke. I will fold." Yeah, I'm, I was in the house handing out candy. I did not take my son to trick or treat. <laughs> your son's your son's young, young. He's too young to even know what Halloween is. Dude, the funniest part was. Every single time we would hand out a candy, he would grab one out of the bowl for himself. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. It Sounds really- like a skilled pickpocket is coming. <laughs> <laughs> but good shit, man. I hope what what did, did he dress up? Did you dress him up at all? No. Nah. No, we bought a, uh, a dinosaur thing for him. He didn't want to wear it. <laughs> okay. Well, more power to to Lil Zikovich, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lil Man's doing his own thing. Good shit. Well, we got some recruiting news we're going to get into. A, a, a nice little list we got typed up for the day. We're doing prep, and it felt like we were forgetting somebody, but I think we got just about everybody. Want to start on the defensive line with Darshawn Warner, the Kansas commit. Um, Ohio State has kind of started to really get in the door with him more and more and more. You can tell Larry Johnson wants to add that speed rusher. Obviously, you missed out on Lightfoot. You missed out on Dylan Stewart. You're still kind of working one of those guys. We'll talk about that in a sec. And it's a top 200 kid committed to Kansas. And to me, that means he's not committed. Um, I, I I don't know what you have on on him, but it feels like Ohio State is getting closer and closer to being able to flip him. Yeah, I mean they they've done a great job. I think they they've offered both of those kids from Kansas the edge rushers. I like Warner, kid from Arizona. He's really twitchy and really fast, mm-hmm. and you finally get that speed rusher that you don't have in this class. 
Um, top 200 kid, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but I think he's 174. I, I haven't looked since the updated rankings, but he was a top 200. I mean, top 200 committed to Kansas is crazy. Yeah. So, and it's just a random commit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because he's not from he's not from Kansas. No, he's from Arizona, right? So, yeah, he's an Arizona kid. He, he's like you said, one seventy four on two four seven. Combo- a composite is three twenty three, and he's having one hell of a year. And it's so funny that Ohio State's involved because Michigan's now trying to get him on campus as well and get him back on campus for a visit. Mm-hmm. But uh, they might try to cheat that one too. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the kid's been hyper productive, and his offer sheet um, kind of matches that being a top 200 kid. Obviously, has the Michigan offer, the Ohio State offer, a Texas offer. Um, it got the Oregon offer out west as well. So, I mean, his offer sheet, while it's not Bama, Georgia, and, and them, it still has um, def- definitely some hitters on there. And he's, a, I mean, you need the speed rusher in this class. Like, you need him. Like, you have other guys that are going to be like big, kind of interior or outside guys. Um, you know, on, on like a strong side, but you want kind of the speed rusher. And honestly, what's the one thing missing from this year's defense, from this year's roster? Um, it is kind of that that speed sack expert, at least starting wise. I think you know that Jackson can be that. Um, but you know who who he reminds me of? Who's that? Reminds me a little bit of Josh Mickens coming out. Yeah, I I agree with that. Actually, I think he's just a, he's faster than him though. Like based off his film that I watched, he seems a little more fluid. Yeah, he's probably got a quicker first step, definitely. So it, it would be a great class. Like, you, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this in a minute, but let's just bring it up. Him and then I think Ohio State, hit, you know, is getting another visit for Amiris Williams from commit from uh, that's committed to Florida right now. They're getting another visit uh, November 11th. It's been reported. That's two really good defensive ends that you're adding to your class with Justin uh, Scott and Edric Houston. You're building a really solid D-line class, and there's some rumblings right now that Ohio State's been in talks with Dylan Stewart. I, I've heard again yesterday talking to somebody that it, it's starting to pick back up because Dylan Stewart is worried about the the staff is going to be fired. Um, I mean, how how could you not be? They're currently two and six. Yeah, they're one, one game away from not making the, the playoffs, right? Or what? not making the bowl game. The bowl game, yeah. And uh, – so if you can pull those two kids in and Dylan Stewart, you're talking the best class in the country. But if you can pull those two kids without Dylan Stewart, you're talking about top five D line class in the country. So like you're, it's a, it's a win-win regardless for Ohio state. We'll see how it all plays out. But you know, I like that Ohio state didn't just settle and go get some three star and mm-hmm. say, Hey, we're happy. They went and try to get to flip some kids from, you know, that's committed elsewhere. Yeah, it's definitely a different approach. Like previous years, we've seen Ohio State kind of – I mean, obviously last year they did flip Mickens, but we have seen in previous years when Ohio State misses out on kids, sometimes they just like go for like the project kids who have the size that are maybe committed to like group of five schools and then trying to turn them into something. This time it feels like, okay, like like we missed out on guys, but guess what? We don't think Florida's class is safe. We don't think South Carolina's class is safe. Um, We're going to go try to get top 200 guys. Merce Williams is interesting. I don't know where you see him at, what you see him as. I mean, right now he's he's 6'3", 270, 275, so a little bit bigger of a guy that is a defensive end, but does have you know some of the big-time offers. Obviously, he's got the Georgia offer, Auburn offer, Penn State offer, and the Ohio State offer. So those, those are some big-time schools. Do you think that's a guy that will slide inside, or do you think that's a true edge guy kind of fit in that JTT mold? Oh, I think he'll tr- 
But he'll play that on the outside role. They're they're right. definitely recruiting him as the edge rusher. And I've heard that he's actually sitting at six four now, now six three. Yeah, I did. I did read somewhere that he grew about an inch and a half. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's a big kid. At, you know, a lot of weight. And it's, again, we talked about this before. Jim Knowles' system wants to have three guys over two seventy on the field yeah. at all times. Well, it's so, this year. I mean, it's hard to argue with the success, right? Yeah. So if you can, and then you can have like a. You know, Dylan Stewart would be amazing, or if you got Lightfoot, who is a really good player, or Warner, that speed rusher. Now, you know, you have two, three guys with two seventy, and one guy that's a pure speed rusher. It's going to be a problem. I don't care yeah. who you are. It feels like some real SEC trenches are coming. Like I know we say that, but by SEC, like like Bama style in terms of size and dominance, and Georgia style in terms of size and dominance. I know we love Mike Hall. Like it's an undersized defensive tackle. I think he's really spectacular. But it feels like across the board. Ohio State is looking to go bigger. I mean, like if you look at just like kind of the next couple of years, Hero Canoe, Jason Moore, I mean, the, the class of, of Houston and Scott, like you're talking about like a really big physical defensive line. And I think that is the, the kind of the end goal for uh for Larry Johnson and for for Jim Knowles right now. And so I'm I'm definitely a fan. How, how, Car- Carlin Jones is someone that's kind of gotten brought up a lot. I don't know how much you have on him. I don't really have much on him. That's another name that Ohio State has kind of been pushing for a little bit. More of the project in terms of rankings than the other guys, but definitely an interesting name to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, in my opinion, you only take him if you miss on Amiris or if you miss on Warner or if you miss on uh, Dylan Stewart again. Then you take him, but like he's 6'3", 270s. He's short for you know actually he was six two and a half i apologize yeah I mean, that's a short dn i you know i know there's some guys that were successful in the league that were short but it, it's hard to, mm. and to he f- did play he played inside last year a good amount um it's kind of moved to inside outside he's not definitely not your speed rusher he's more of a eat up blockers rusher pause yeah <laughs> so, so uh, I, i'm I'm okay. I'd rather at that point, maybe I'm wrong. You know, you got to trust the coaches on the situation, but I'd rather spend some money in the, on the portal and get a kid like him instead of getting a kid out of high school. Medicine sports is brought to you by progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity like progressive home and auto policies. They're best when bundled too. having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save over $775 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings is $779 by new customers surveyed who save with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary, not available in all states. Yeah, and that's a kid that maybe like if he goes somewhere and blossoms in the new NIL area, you can go get him later, right? You get spin back for him a second time. So definitely, definitely keeping a close eye on him and the rest of this defensive line class. Um, want to jump over to the other side of the trenches, the offensive line. Give us a Jordan Seaton update. Obviously, we know that uh, the Mark Nave decommitted. A lot of people thought that we had an offensive lineman in the bag, given how we kind of, you know, the, the belief has pushed him out. I know that what's that kid from Michigan State's name? Shoot. Oh, I, I'm not sure, but I know who you're talking about. I think he actually decommitted from Michigan State already. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he he would be at Ohio State by now, but I've heard some rumblings that um, not this weekend. I think the Michigan State weekend, George Seaton's supposed to be at Ohio State. We'll see if that 
that he shows up. Right now, I have Ohio State with a 1% chance of getting him. Yeah. Um, and for a long time, we led, and I'm kind of surprised how much behind we felt. And I think it has to, you know, you have to come back and look at it like, Justin, what the hell are you doing? Where, Where's your work? You already had guys committed going into the season. Why can't you close? And if it's NIL, you have a really good NIL program behind you. So what's the deal there, too? Um, you know, the guys like Drew and Brian, they, they're doing a great job with their NIL program. So I, I'm a little confused. I saw some crystal balls for Carter Lowe, uh, Ohio kid, but it's, again, it's showing that Justin so far at Ohio state can't leave the hundred mile radius of Ohio. Uh, yeah. He's, he's definitely, he's definitely missed on the big, big fish out of state. It is, it is starting to concern me a little bit at this point. Um, obviously like I, I'm a big Justin Fry guy. I think Justin Fry's stock is up at least on the field coaching. My worry has always been the, well, not always, but recently has become the recruiting because let's, let's be real. You, you missed on Brandon Baker, like that one hurts. And if you miss on Seton at a position of need, um, it, it looks like we ha- could have back-to-back years. We're having to go to the portal to try to fill out depth on offensive line. Yeah. And I've heard specifically that Ohio state is ready for the portal on the offensive okay. line help. That's big. I mean, that'd be back-to-back years. Obviously, last year, what, we added two portal offensive linemen. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see if Vic Cutler will ever play here because um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I was wondering, like, where is a guy like uh, Fitzpatrick been? Because I thought he looked really good in the spring, but hasn't quite put it together, um, you know, to obviously get on the field. And obviously, there's a concern there, and you want more tackles. I believe the kid from Michigan State's Andrew Dennis. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's correct. Yep, Andrew, Andrew Dennis that, uh, that that decommitted. I like Carter Lowe a lot. I think Carter Lowe has huge upside. Um, he's got to get more consistent. I got to, I got to go see him live a couple weeks ago, Zeke. Um, when they run his way, he's definitely mauling. He's only been playing football for two years. Um, he's an AAU basketball kid, so he's got some really good feet, um, similar to how Dewand was, but definitely not the size that Dewand is. He's probably about 6'6", 275 right now. I think he's going to grow into a really good tackle. Um, and other offensive linemen. Just real quick, Max Riley, 2026 kid. It's looking like Ohio State could land him as well. So, you know, keep just another one to keep an, an eye out for, but that is a, a 2026 kid. So yeah. that's, that's, that's a ways away. Yeah. And you um, never know what those type of kids could tra- uh, or reclassify. Reclass, really. right. And, and that's, that's what makes – I mean, especially when offensive linemen, like, already have the size to do it. And obviously guys don't really play a lot. And you want them to kind of get in the weight room, get in the college weight room, and, and start to – you know, make things happen. It, it, it is just something of interest. And interesting thing about Max Riley, he goes to Avon Lake. Um, I believe they have what one other kid that is a uh, that is a D one player and that is um, Hamilton. Michigan. Yeah, yeah, Hamilton committed to Michigan. We would not offer him, but we did offer the tackle there. He's already six five, two sixty five. Probably going to be a player that's a top two hundred player right now nationally. They, they have him ranked inside the top twenty. So a guy that probably will be a five star. I mean, if you add him and then what's the other kid's name from Hoban? Shoot. Um, the 6'8 kid. Really? Oh, I know you're talking about the super tall kid. Yep. Yeah. Damn it. I forgot his name. I literally just had it. That's crazy. Crazy. A basketball player, um, you know, got it off for, for Ohio State before, before he even started a tackle, which is crazy when, when, when you think about it, right? Yeah, well, it shows you how much they want him, right? Like, that's how I look at all those things is, 
uh, Chris Henry Jr. got an yeah, offer. Sam Greer. Sam Greer's the kid from Hoban. Six, yeah. Eight, good. So, yeah, Chris Henry is a good, a good example, too. You really want that kid a lot, so you offer him early. Yeah. So uh, it's great. It seems like they're doing a great job of setting up the foundation of their 2025 class, 2026 class. I've heard, you know, when I first started getting into the recruiting world, when I started hearing names like three, four years out, I was like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. But those kids, uh, they, you know, Ohio State does a really good job of figuring out who's going to be elite in the state of Ohio early and going after them early. So um, they're, they're setting up their foundation to go recruit nationally very well. Yeah, it's like a good start. Like if you offer Sam, I mean, you offer Sam Greer, he's a top 100 kid. You offer him before he even starts at Hoban. And then you also offer Max really early. Um, and if you land those two guys, I mean, you're talking about 6'8", 290 as with Sam Greer. And then you're talking about, you know, Max, 6'5", 260. These guys are just finished their sophomore seasons. And yeah. if you can land those two tackles, both guys that are inside the top 100, that could be two elite tackles really, really early kind of in the process. want to talk about a 2024 kid um, going to corner. Kobe Black, it feels like maybe things are getting warm. Maybe things are not getting warm. I'm not sure what to think, and that's why I bring you in. Yeah, it seems like he wants to play safety instead of corner at the next level because he's been playing a lot of safety so far in uh, high school. Um, you know, I was listening to some people talk recently, and they kept saying that he, it seems like it's going to come early signing days when he makes his decision. If mm-hmm. that's the case, you know, Jim Knowles, if he knows how to pick up a phone – it might be great. You know, we could get slide back in again, 1% chance we get, get Kobe black, but there's definitely, I, I would expect Ohio state to do reach in and reach out to him and see if they can get, get him back on campus, maybe a December visit before, after uh, the big 10 championship or the, after the Michigan game, whatever that situation is, they're definitely going to tr- try to get him on campus. Well, and obviously, obviously that one um, would be big. You called me yesterday about this kid, this kid from Texas, Dante Carter, safety. We've been really quiet on the safety front here recently, but you called me very excited about this prospect. Uh, arguably, I was told, I, I reached out a couple of Texas people, and then I, I have a source in Texas that I, I like to text with, and I reached out to him, and I was like, give me the update, and he's like, to me, he is the most underrated player in state of Texas. And if I had to pick a safety at coming out of Texas right now, I would pick Dante Carter. That's how much he believes in him, which is crazy to say because there's that Florida five-star commit already there. Mm-hmm. They love Dante Carter. He's going to make a visit to Ohio State, and it seems like the visit is going to be uh, pretty dang big. I mean, that's a kid committed to Vandy. <laughs> yeah, but when he was committed to Vandy, he was a three-star player. Yes, what I'm saying, like it, it's big for him to get that kind of praise, and he's committed to Vandy. Yeah, uh, he's ranked 49th overall and on three. Um, I think um, two four seven has him pretty high too. So I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he he moves up. So like on three has him at 181. Composite is 218. On three has him at 49th. I personally don't think he was scouted till Ohio State, Bama, and USC started making offers. You think Ohio State will have a real chance with them? And obviously you want to add an elite safety and a safety-driven defense. You can't afford to miss too much in that position. And Ohio State, let's face it, has missed this cycle on the safeties that they wanted. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, I think Ohio, Ohio State is sitting pretty right now with him. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Akron, another another guy, Elbert Hill, 
uh, a DB corner from Akron Hoban. He's a 2026 kid. That's a kid that's been getting a lot of buzz here recently, Zeke. And honestly, it feels like Ohio State is working to build the pipeline back to Akron Hoban. Um, it's a school that I got to watch a lot, obviously, kind of being from Akron and working for OHSA or, or you know, doing doing stats. I went to a lot of games. Um, a 2026 kid, I know he's young, but he's already got a Michigan offer, a Notre Dame offer, a Penn State offer, and a Miami offer. It's a lot for a kid this early. Um, and he's got the Tennessee offer as well. So he's a kid that right now isn't ranked, but I expect him to end up being a top 250 kid. Um, he's going to keep growing really fluid and a part of a really good Hoban team. Um, and again, you're just – I mean, him, Eli Lee, uh, Sam Greer. I mean, you're, you're going and really reaching into Hoban heavy. And that is definitely a new development here recently, the last couple of years. Yeah. And you don't have to go nationally and go after some of these kids that are asking millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. It, not, it, it, that's exaggeration, but that are asking a lot of money for to come and play for Ohio State. You don't have to do that. You, you have a home base. And it feels good. I mean, we, we I've tweeted it recently. Ohio State is going to have a lot of five stars yep. in the next couple of years here at home. And you keep you're one of those people that keeps telling me like, "Hey, we're going to have two five star quarterbacks. quarterbacks in the same class." We haven't had that in a long time. No, I can't remember the last time we've had that period. So we're doing good. You know, found setting up your foundation in a recruiting class. Ohio State does a really good job of, and then getting some cherries on top. Um, we're sitting, going forward. I could see Ohio State having more Ohio kids than we had under Urban Meyer days and those things. Yeah, I, I do think also Ohio high school football is entering its golden era. I, I think there could be legitimately ten top one hundred and fifty kids all from Ohio in twenty twenty five. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be really great. That is that is certainly um, that, honestly that's certainly how I'm feeling. I mean what. I mean, right now, if you just look at uh, let me let me pull up the state. I I've just I think Ohio high school football is entering a great portion, like like a like a great era. Um, I mean, if, you, if you're just thinking about Ohio, what well, they're going to have two guys that are top 200 quarterbacks, probably um, Tavian St. Clair, who may end up finishing as a five star and Ryan Montgomery. I mean, that that already is better than Ohio most years. Um I mean, if if you take just a look, hold up, let me pull up the state actually, because I know Justin Hill, maybe not top two hundred right now, but I think will be. Um, obviously Trey McNutt, he's going to be top top one hundred, probably top thirty five. Bo Jackson, I mean, right now he's sitting at one twenty nine. I think that might be a little low. Marquise Davis, who's another really good. I mean, you're going to have two guys in the top one hundred running backs or top one fifty running backs, both from not just Ohio, but both from Cleveland. And Marquise Davis is probably going to win Mr. Football Ohio unless it's a guy like uh, like Ryan Montgomery that wins it. Justin Hill, I think, is also a guy. I mean, he's going to – next year he probably is going to play at 6'5", 225, speed rusher over there Win Woods. He's going to be a top 150 player. Carter Lowe, huge upside, the tackle that we talked about. He's probably going to be a top 150 player. Um, I mean, obviously Ryan Montgomery. I mean, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And Eli Lee, same deal. I don't know if he'll be top 150, but I think he'll be top 200. We're talking about laying a foundation for an Ohio class that is filled with really, really good players. Yeah, I, uh, I also find it interesting that Alabama's swinging at the fences trying to get Brandon Caesar on their campus. Uh, oh yeah, six four two fifty. Why you know always pay attention to that like why is Bama so involved? But 
like you said, there's so many athletes and so many players that they want. And right now that Ohio state, Ohio state of Ohio has 10 kids inside of two, uh, inside of 248 overall rankings. And they should have 11 because one of the kids moved to Texas, which is yeah. So like, the state is growing. Like you said, it's the golden age of uh, college football f- or high school football for the state of Ohio. Yeah. And Brandon Caesar getting a swing from the fences from a school like Bama is big because he's outside the top 450 nationally. Uh, but Ohio State went and offered him 6'4, 250, plays with twitch, plays with violent hands, moves really, really well for his size. And I think he's going to be a, a good player. So I, I'm just, I, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent. Zeke, like a lot of talent. Um, but I do want to, you know, get back to Ohio State recruiting for this current class. Jordan Lyle, some smoke, some buzz about potentially him flipping to Miami. What is the course of action if he does? And what's the likelihood that he flips to Miami? Well, it's definitely starting to seem more and more every day that that he will flip to it's Miami. Bubbling. Um, and if that's the case, you know, Miami's definitely done a great job to keep themselves involved. Uh, I know back in the spring, his their you know the fan base of Miami didn't know who he was and were making fun of Ohio State for taking his commitment. But then now you know they're hyped, which is interesting. It shows how great of a job Tony Alford has done consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see uh, if he shows up November 11th with Chance Robinson. I think Ohio State has a good chance of keeping him. Um, if he doesn't, then he'll definitely flip uh, flip back uh, or flip to Miami and. That's a great job on Miami for a second year in a row with um, Fletcher first year. You know, yeah. Tony, you, you got to start questioning Tony. Are you comfortable taking these kids' commitments that are not that early? Right, that early. So, Florida kids. And it sucks because, like, you're always taught to take the commitment, right? It was a kid you like, you're always taught to take it. But these Florida kids, it, it's tricky. It's just tricky to keep them recruited for that long. It's as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. And what would that mean for Chance Robinson if Jordan Lyle flips? There's no, I, in my opinion, there's no chance you get chance if Jordan Lyle right. flips. High school teammates, obviously, one's recruiting the other, and it feels like Chance is winning this battle, at least currently. Correct. Yep. So, we'll see. We'll see. That's the word. Anything else you want to hit, Zeke, before we get on out of here? No, man. I think uh, I definitely think there's going to be some booms coming up very soon. Very, that's, what Aaron, very soon. that's what Aaron Scott said, right? Yeah. So. We'll see how how it goes, but I expect uh, I expect us to to be ha- a happy fan base very soon. Happy fan base very soon. I'm a happy camper. I'm Chris. That's Zeke. This is the corner on the Menace of Sports platform. Thank you. As always, be a friend. Tell a friend. DM us if you have any questions on Twitter. We try to get back to you and answer questions on the show. And as always, Menace out. Some people think they're God. N I L. You're going to see more transfers, more mistakes made in recruiting. Big Chris Drew! You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. Chris Drew, daddy. Let them be committed 100 times. Texas A&M bought their players. We bought every player on this group. When people show you who they are, believe it. All the NIL did yep. was made it legal yep. for a student athlete to get paid. Because they, this has been going on for for the longest time. And then the really big school came in and built a damn house around the microwave and refrigerator. They did. A big ball card. Yep. So now all of a sudden, Coach Saban, Texas A&M, every guy they got. So you mean to tell me 
the man decided more five, four, and five-star recruits than everybody with them because they love Alabama.